but I'm spreading this season out. So instead of doing every week, yeah, you do every, it twice. Yeah, a twice a month, so I can stretch it out further. So, okay, let's try this again. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Totally Wong Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Wong. And I'm Zach Green, your co-host for season three. Forget about it. Oh, don't forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. Nah, and uh, we're joined with uh, my boy, Michael. That's <laughs> yeah, a good one. Michael, I ne- never wanted this for you, my boy. <laughs> but you got it. <laughs> Michael Espinoza. That's me. And we are talking about the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah. The Heartbreaker Massacre. You know what would be really nice about the St. Valentine's Day Massacre? What's up? If I remember to actually open my notes... Two, <laughs> that's a massacre. Well, you know, it's always a, it's always a toss-up for whether you're completely prepared for an episode or not. So, St. Valentine's Day massacre happened on St. Valentine's Day, nineteen twenty-nine. <laughs> My notes says do Godfather impression. I already did it. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that part without looking in. It's done. My notes. Uh, so the Val- the St. Valentine's Day massacre uh consisted of the. Uh, slain would be the word. That was a, of, uh, they, executed. Were, they were executed. Executed. Okay. Were execution execution. of uh, seven members of George Bugs Moran's Northside gang. Uh, they were shot down in the CMC Cartage Company, uh, 2112 North Clark. You know where that's at? Yep. Northside. Yeah. Clark Street. Uh, right by uh, Oven Grinder. West side oh, of the yeah. street. There's a, there's a little park there now. With five oh. trees planted right where the garage used to be. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah it's sweet. almost like if you look at it from the top, it looks like the number five on a die. You know, paradise. Really? Oh, is it? Yeah. There's one, two, three, four, and one in the middle. That's pretty dope. Yeah, it's, it's right by <laughs> Oven Grinder, so I'm going to use that as my excuse to go see it and take a look at I it. I went to Oven Grinder once. <laughs> never got in. It was a four-hour wait. Yeah, every time I, I, I wanted to go out there, it was like, yeah, waiting for two hours. Like, oh, well. Damn. Probably won't be hungry by then. That's, no. You gotta go there for breakfast so you can have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows uh, the way what COVID is. Maybe they're not crowded. Maybe they're not even... <laughs> well, you know that block right there, if you're expecting something good, just like back on St. Valentine's Day, 1929, nothing good came out of it. So. Yeah. So if you're, and if you're wondering what Oven Grinder is, it's an Italian restaurant that makes an upside-down pizza pot pie. In like a 10,000 degree oven, not it's literally, so but it's pretty hot. It's all over Facebook, and I've always wanted to go, and it's just, it, I can I've, never get I've a reservation. I've walked by it a bunch of times, and I've like thought about it, but I'm like, no, I don't have a whole day to Yeah, wait. you walk by, there's a crowd of people out there waiting to get in. Yeah, I don't have a whole day. So what do you, what do you know about Al Capone? What doesn't he know? What do I know about Al Capone? Um, well, You're law enforcement. I expect you to know some stuff. Okay. Well, first thing I'm going to say is that incident is still a cold case unsolved on the Chicago Police Department's uh, yeah. log of unsolved crimes. And which is pretty nuts because everybody knows who did it. It's Well, like, everybody uh, assumes much. they know who did it. Yeah. But somebody has a, an alibi, namely uh, Al Capone. Very tight so alibi. Al Capone, who was, uh, who, well, he eventually became the leader of the Chicago outfit after his boss was uh, shot up. Survived it, but decided to retire, then turned, it o- turned the reins over to Al Capone. So Al Capone, who originally was born in New York. I don't think he was like, what was the name? Toretto? Tur- 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 
I didn't write his name down. Torio. Torio. Yeah. Because he, he was almost killed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he didn't die. I, he said, didn't I die. said he survived. Yeah. After, he, then he turned the reins over to Al Capone. They, After they, he went they, to prison, too, right? They, they shot up him and his wife, and then he was like, yep, I'm out. Yeah. Smart yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Smart move. Smartish. I mean, are you really ever out of the mob? Yeah, when they're low when you're down on the ground. Yeah, when you're dead. Yeah, like, I feel like they still go after your family. So he um, went after uh, George Bugs Moran, who was the leader of the Northside Gang. Was had, that the had, Irish had, Gang, wasn't it? Yeah. Irish Gang. He was leader of the Irish Gang. Um, it was all over, um, basically over alcohol. You know, well, sales. not only oh, yeah. that, uh, from my understanding, because since they were Irish, they had, even though they were like criminals, they had like religious beliefs mm-hmm. and they weren't really too fond of the fact that uh, Capone was running brothels and promoting prostitution and they wouldn't so you're saying that George Moran had scruples what does that mean yeah. don't use big words on me this... he had morals he how had morals. dare you try to humiliate me on my own podcast <laughs> yeah that's my job okay <laughs> I find that hard to believe but I'm Scruple, not gonna, I'm yeah, not gonna, had, I'm not gonna had, deny you on that he had scruples and Al Capone had syphilis so <laughs> which he earned if you want to put it that way when he was uh, working at the uh, the brothels himself. Yeah. yeah. Well, because he would wouldn't he try he would try out the goods himself, wouldn't he? Hey, you know what? You got to sample the goods and know what you're selling, right? So l- let's get a little information out on our two uh, top mob bosses. Uh, Bugs Moran was born George Bugs Moran in uh, nine or 1893, uh, and he was in jail three times before the age of 21. Yep, that's true. Al Capone was born Alfonso Capone. In Brooklyn of 1899. Do you want to know how he got a scar? From a knife. Yeah, from, he, uh, well, from hitting on a lady. Yeah, he was hitting on a lady. No, not Al Capone. Never Al Capone. He's a pussy kid. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a one woman kind of guy. Well, you know what? There's some truth to that because from what I understand about Al Capone, he was, uh, I don't want to use the word fearful of his wife, but he didn't let his wife in on too much of what he was doing. He oh, was, yeah, no. He, she was, was, he was a she, pretty good husband, quote-unquote, good husband. Well, the, his whole family was just like, well, you know, they say, you say, they say all these things about my my father, but I don't believe it. Yeah. So he, I guess he tried his best to shield them from that. Yeah. So. Didn't this all start over the when they murdered O'Banion? Um, well, and that had his, to do with it, sure. But his flower was, shop, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a back and forth thing. It was always a back and forth. It, it was thing. it was escalating. Al Capone was uh, was the victim of a of a hit or an attempted hit, I should say. He was shaken but not injured. Shaken but not stirred. <laughs> shaken but but undeterred. How's that? <laughs> Ooh, I, I like, like that. that. I like that. I'm gonna use that. Yeah, shaken. You, you heard me you, say you it, just so have so many words in your vocabulary. So today. now it's mine. Shaken but un, undeterred. Nice. But uh, he, um, you know, it just kind of like, I guess pissed him off. And that's how things started. Well, because you know? he was, you know, and I think he, he, I think didn't didn't he really take pride in the fact that Cicero he like made Cicero nice, so to speak. Oh yeah, and the people, uh, you know, like you see movies about some of the Italian. I'm not knocking the Italians. I got some about seventy four percent Italian run through my veins, but I'm not knocking the Italians. However, uh, the Italian people tended to look up to him because of how he took care of them in the neighborhood. Well, he really up did until, take care of them. Up until this. Well, it, up it, until it, this. The appearance right. was. The appearance that he was. took care of them. It, yeah. It's safe to say up until this event, he was kind of like a local anti-hero. Like people. He was Robin Hood. Yeah. Did you know? This is a fun fact. I don't know how true it is, but I listened to it on a bunch of different uh, documentaries. 
We have expiration dates on milk because of Al Capone. No way. Yeah. Really? That's what I read. I read. Because someone in his family got sick from spoiled milk, so he started having... uh, he, he was out there lobbying for uh, he was out there dates. yeah lobbying quote unquote. <laughs> he was <laughs> you gotta know if you could call that lobbying <laughs> he was giving money to the poor he was uh, helping soup kitchens and stuff yeah yeah he, he, he started the true. first soup kitchen didn't he mm-hmm. I don't know about the first one but he he was involved in all that stuff so he he was a uh, that's what I'm saying he was uh, basically a hero of the people yeah I want to say in the public eye he was a good guy and but then when it came to business he was well, he was ruthless I, well I heard. Uh, a lot of the mafia hated him because he was very outlandish and he didn't give a shit. Yeah, he was the uh, he he was the what more more modern version of what we ended up with with John Gotti being yeah. very flashy and the mob didn't didn't care for that. I don't, think I, ever, Capone was, I don't think I ever looked in the John Gotti. John Gotti that, that's be, interesting. John Gotti is a great great topic to to research because he he was Travolta played him didn't he. Yeah, yeah, John Gotti. John Gotti was played by John Travolta. Um, he was played by a few different people yeah. actually you know, over the years. They, they made movies about him. He was He's an a... interesting character. He um, he was very out there and very flashy, and the the underworld didn't care for that. It exposed what they were doing, and yeah. um, that's what made him a you know constant target. Al Capone was the same way. He was very flashy, and but he rubbed elbows with. Uh, a lot of uh, influential people. Well, he had the, the editor in chief of uh, the the newspaper at the time was one of his was one of his buddies. You know, he did the right thing. You know, if he wasn't a criminal, he'd be a great man because he uh, he knew how to get things done. He, yeah, he interacted with the right people, and I, a lot of people just say that he's he would have been better off just going into legitimate business than being mm-hmm. in the mafia. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he did a lot of good, believe it or not. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, I don't know if I give him a holiday, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe a statue somewhere, <laughs> a, a plaque, yeah, a statue where someone would take it down anyway. But anyway. a plaque or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's some plaques out there. I'm sure there's a whole museum dedicated to him, isn't there? Down there's, somewhere downtown. Yeah, there's tours and yeah. You know. Well, his well, supposed grave is not. It's uh, right off of Roosevelt. So. It's in yeah. uh, it's in Mount Carmel Cemetery. Yeah. actually. Not that anyone would really care, but I cared. My great grandmother is literally buried right across the road from him. I mean, same, yeah, really, yeah, same. Right, I got, right I got my great grandmother's buried right in the same cemetery. Oh, for real? Yeah, I think I got it. She, I mean, she's like, like literally on the same road, but across the road from him. Oh, like probably twenty feet away, thirty feet away. Yeah. So, like you know, they they go in the in the morning, they pick up this uh, Sunday newspaper, and yeah, they, see they, each they, other. they say hello to each other. Hey, right yeah. There. Yeah. Well, supposedly going? his body was moved, though, so it's yeah, not... Well, he was originally buried in another cemetery, or I don't know if it's another cemetery, but or another another grave, anyway. It may have been a different cemetery, it may have been the same cemetery, I, but I, he was then moved, exhumed, and moved into another location, and for many, many years, the family stone, which is probably about 10 feet tall, had, had it still does, has the name Capone on mm-hmm. it, that inscribed in the bottom of the stone... But there was always a big bush in front of it, so you couldn't see it. You had mm-hmm. to literally walk up to yeah. it and look over to see that it was there. You can oh. tell. I mean, you could tell by looking at the shape of it if you know what it looks like that it's his. I, I think they were always trying to conceal it. The, yeah. See, I don't know why, but I don't want to say this is middle school because I don't remember you being there. I want to say like like fifth grade. We went to a field trip there. Don't ask me why. No, we did. Oh, what did we go? Yeah, we did go. You weren't in my. We've been we've been friends for a while. You weren't in my group. I was with Larry and uh, Larry, whatever, Biber, Biber, Biber. 
Yeah, we we we've known each other since we were twelve. So, so you went on a field trip. Yeah, to we, a cemetery. Yeah, I don't. In we, fifth grade, it was like Chicago, like a Chicago history. Kind it was of yeah, Chicago history cemetery thing. We went to yeah fifth uh, no seventh grade. There all we, was all we did in fifth grade was go to the zoo. Because there's sucks. other people buried like known people. In yeah, Chicago that history. cemetery Mount Carmel. If you ever. It's, one know, of the famous if you've got nothing else to do, you want to walk around that place. There's a lot of gangsters from you know different times, but gangsters really did shape. It was the 20, uh, the a lot of them are buried there. A lot of them are buried there. I mean, without gangsters, you don't have Vegas. Without gangsters, you don't yeah, have yeah, because of Bugsy Siegel, which we will do in another episode. A <laughs> lot of you don't have a lot of the music industry. You don't have a lot of uh, the, mu- the the film industry. Mm-hmm. Is a, the world is ran by mafia. The, I mean, a lot of the 20th century... Allegedly, if they even exist. Yeah, they're not real. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Anybody who knows knows that they don't... They're some of a legend, Eric. Yeah. Okay. This is a... We're, we're, we're speculating on a on a legend told by others. Yeah, does a mob exist? Forget about it. All right, so I got a fun fact for you. <laughs> I have a great-grand-uncle who was a driver for Al Capone. Wait, <laughs> for I real? shit you not. I can't remember if he was on my grandfather's side or my mother's or my, my grandmother's side, but we had a one of my great grand uncles was a driver for Al Capone back in the day. Oh, okay, it's interesting. Fancy guy. So I mean, it makes sense because I think we had family that lived in Cicero. If it's... Yeah. Well, he, I don't think he actually lived in Cicero. I think he he well, no, he, had, he did. He, he had a few different places. Well, he he headquartered in Cicero. Yeah. He lived. He in did a have a house at Seventy Second and Prairie. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm you know I'm in real estate. I had an opportunity to tour the house that came up for sale. I was gonna say it just went up for sale. right? Yeah, about two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was. It's actually and... not far from where I where I where I where I grew up. I was at Seventy Ninth in Indiana. So yeah, Seventy Second and Prairie. Uh, went up yeah, to the house, the went inside, um, you know, walked around. It was, you know, very intimate because that was just me and another person walking around while the place was for sale, but we were able to walk in the place, take a look at it. And you can see um, some of the, um, I mean, a lot of a lot of it was left with what I would say is probably original, you know, the original fixtures like the tub and, mm-hmm. you know, the radiators, things like that. And there's a... There's a, people actually live in it, or is it more? There were just people kept who up? were living in it, but when we went in there, it was empty because it was for sale. It did eventually sell. It sold for way more than the asking price. So somebody obviously wanted the, wanted to make sure they. So had well, I'll tell you something about that house. Though he bought it for fifty five hundred dollars. Uh, I think it was nineteen was it twenty five or something like that. If I get the year wrong, it's you know it's, I'm close anyway. He paid fifty five hundred bucks for that when he came to Chicago and he moved his. His mother and his wife, and I don't know if he had any kids yet, but they lived in that house mm-hmm. while he was out going to quote unquote work every day. And um, <laughs> brothels. <laughs> he had uh, allegedly there was an underground tunnel leading from the house to the stone garage that still stands there. And, There's a um, lot of okay. I could be wrong. I don't know if this was now. What I'm about to tell you is is purely it the sister underground tunnels. That goes from Morton East to Morton West. Yes. Because originally Morton East was oh. no, there is a tunnel. I never heard, no, I, I never heard that. I, I went to Morton East. I never well, heard Morton East There's was originally a theater. And are, the school was built onto it. So there are tunnels actually underneath Morton East. Hump a bunch of tunnels that go throughout the yeah. It, if you're in the theater of Morton East, it bubbles up and part of the the this the the audience like where where the seats are. Fun mm-hmm. uh, fun because dispatch. of a tunnel underneath it. Fun dispatch fact: It floods a lot down there too. They, they've sealed up a lot of the past, but a lot of houses have uh, 
flooding issues because the tunnels have severely affected how the water affects like how the water and the, the like and everything flows in the in yeah. Cicero. That's a pretty good distance between Morton East and Morton West. It's do you have any idea couple, why they two did mile, that? two three miles? Yeah, well, I mean, it's Austin, which is sixty to seventy two, basically. It's, it's, under West. it's pretty much Harlem to Austin. Yeah, it's about twelve blocks, twelve city blocks. Yeah. I'm sure there was. I mean, I'm sure even though the malls, the newer addition, I'm sure there were still businesses around that area where the he but was the, funneling alcohol through. Oh well, okay. I, I remember one okay. of the the theater teachers told me that they had a call the cops because some kids actually found a way into the tunnel. <laughs> and they were having anxiety attacks, <laughs> so you can just hear. He's they they said they heard screaming and they were freaking out because they didn't know where the screaming was coming from, and they found out it was coming from the tunnel. Because if you're sitting in in the in the audience in the theater, you look down, you can look into the tunnel through a little drain pipe. Really? Yeah. Cool. He's got places all over the damn place. Though. Oh yeah, there's He's tunnels got all the, over the city. The Irish pub in uh, off of Archer Avenue used to be a pizza joint, and before then it was like another. Speakeasy. Well, there's, there's another place out in uh, on Archer, in I guess what is it? Maybe is it Willow Springs? Maybe. Yeah, that's the Irish pub. Oh, oh, okay, Willow Springs. I didn't hear you say that. The ingenuity yeah. of that's on Archer. Is impressive. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. So, w- what started the uh, incident for the St. Valentine's Day massacre is when Bug Moran ordered a hit on Jack Machine Gun McGurn. And he was one of uh, Al Capone's boys, and he, he said, well, he was, fuck this. Yeah, he was pretty much his right hand, um, and if he wasn't, he was pretty close to it. And then be, after that incident, or that hit, he was his right hand after that, that's for yeah. sure, because he took care of business. He was he was the one that uh, choreographed it. Al Capone, uh, while he was down in Florida, uh, having nothing to do with any of this, oh, yeah, he never, had no knowledge of anything, no, I'm how sure. Could he? he was in Florida. Yeah, he had no, no knowledge of what was going on, but, and he's a, but uh, he's, Jack he's McGurn a put this together and got it done. Well, he opened up Speakeasy in, uh, <laughs> in Bugs Moran's territory with Capone's booze and called it uh, the Green Mill. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, this sparked the uh, the plot. This is, you know, they, they were fed up and this is what they were going to do. So at 10.30 a.m., Harry and Phil... Keywell, I can't read my own handwriting, fellas. Mm. I'm sorry, I could be wrong. They're looking out from an apartment, a room they rented across the street from the garage. Which, if I'm correct, it probably might be the same building that Oven Grinder is, because I could have sworn that restaurant is directly across the street. Hmm. Yeah, it's possible. Because yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, they get the Purple Gang from Detroit in on this. And I heard they're a Jewish gang from Detroit. I heard they're really vicious. Uh, the purple gang. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's what my notes say above oven grinder. So I could purple be wrong. Purple gang listening to Purple Rain. I like it. <laughs> well, they're doing a stakeout across the street from the garage, looking for yeah. Bugs Moran, and they fucked up because <laughs> Bugs Moran never showed up. He was getting a haircut because he supposedly had a date that night. So they saw the only, someone. The only reason he survived is because one of Bugs Moran's uh, employees looks like looked him, like looked just right. like him, was wearing he, his coat. He dressed similarly to way to the way uh, Moran dressed, and that's why they thought that was him. So I mean, it's it's him. <laughs> that's gotta be him. It's gotta be him. Let's do it. Uh, so Capone had his men dressed like a like cops, and they pretty much they, they raided the place like a, like a police raid. Uh, they had the men 
Well, they believe they were lined up. They can't really prove, but they believe. Well, I would I would say there's probably some truth to the fact that has been stated that they were lined up, and the reason being because all the bullet holes were in the same the same, same yeah, general area. Yeah, the, line. the funny thing is, they could have had Bugs Moran. They said shortly after the cops showed up, he pulled up, saw yeah, the saw cops, the activity, and got said, the hell out of there. "Fuck this," and drew, kept driving. Looks yeah. like I'm gonna keep on moving. <laughs> What I think is pretty impressive about this hit, and it's honestly really, really smart. They had, and of course, they Capone definitely had people on the police force on his payroll. Of course, it was he's how could he not? You're running Dude, a criminal he, organization. He had his fingers in. I'm politics. sorry, I wouldn't even say his fingers. He had his like arm, elbow deep, in politics and in uh, law enforcement. He kicked the fucking. Mayor of Chicago or like Cicero, I can't remember which what which area. He kicked him down the stairs of City Hall. Yeah, he did in front of everybody. Oh. <laughs> Impressive, but uh, just I saying, mean, just the hit itself is is really smart. I mean, there's better hits like throughout time, but for the time, you've got two guys dressed as plain clothes cops. You got two guys dressed in the all decked out in the police uniform. There were citizens who like they interview later who are just like. Yeah, I mean, we know it's a gang. We know it's a mob house. So, you know, we just figured, mm-hmm. oh, it's about time that they're going to get this place. It's it's the usual stick up, uh, you're under arrest, shootout kind of thing. Was Elliot Ness involved at this point? Elliot Ness was never that, really That involved. was, uh, I think, after that. I know, I well, I know Untouchables was super fabricated. Oh, yeah. They, they yeah. only really... Elliot Ness was, was, was involved with uh, going after Al Capone, I believe, either around that time. I know but, they never but, met. They but, never but met. after that time. Yeah. He, yeah, because he eventually got him, I think it was not too long after that. Because yeah. the, 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 the real the, way they got him was through his tax evasion. Well, yeah, yeah. But, there, no, but there was a real group. The Untouchables, they were but like it a was publicity a, stunt, you know? It wasn't that. It, was, it wasn't even law enforcement. It was a group of... You know, rich citizens who were getting fed up with Capone that hired certain people, yeah, to bring them down. So it wasn't well, like a. I mean, there were cops involved, Elliot but it, Ness it was wasn't. Uh, Elliot Ness was part of the uh, IRS. He was. He was some kind of federal. He officer. was a federal officer, and they they were involved in a couple of. Uh, they were involved in a couple of raids. There were oh, two yeah. or three. There were two or three, maybe that they were evolved and they were filmed and photographed so it's a hundred percent a publicity thing it's like we're coming after you mr it was mr. A, capone it was a tax accountant who decided hey why don't we go after him for tax evasion and that's what they actually got him for it's uh, impressive ta- i mean which is uh, surprisingly how a lot of criminals get caught there's uh mike i know you wouldn't know this because it was a batman cartoon but remember the episode where the jo- uh, joker wins the uh get yes. inherits the millions of dollars <laughs> And he owes the IRS money, yeah. and he's freaking out. And the and his henchman's like, he's like, "Boss, why are you freaking out? It's just the IRS." And he goes, "I may be foolish enough to take on the Batman, but the IRS, no, no thank, thank you." you. <laughs> to this day, it is my favorite line from the Batman cartoons, Which, and it's an inside joke now. That I get it as a kid because that's how Capone got guys. Yeah, so you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be a real dummy to, to to deal with the IRS. So, of the seven people that were killed, you had uh, John May, mm-hmm. Adam Heyer, who's a building owner, yep. Peter and Frank Gusenberg, mm-hmm. Albert Weinshank, right, all right, <laughs> Reinhard right. Schwimmer, Doctor, Doctor Schwimmer, Doctor Schwimmer, 
He's a is doctor. That, is that a friend's joke because of David Schwimmer? No, he's, no, no, he's, he's an really, actual he, doctor. He was a doctor, or some kind of doctor. If he was a medical I'm sure, doctor. I'm sure <laughs> David Schwimmer's related. And oh, Albert Ketchalak? I write things down in a hurry, fellas, when I'm at work. Sounds close enough to me. Yeah. Uh, out of the guns they were used, they had a 45, two Tommy guns, and a, and a sawed-off shotgun. 70 rounds were used, so that's 10 rounds per person, yeah. roughly. A couple of them might have missed. I, I like how there's one guy who like survived the initial a, attack. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. He d- wouldn't even talk. He wouldn't talk, yeah. Who did this to you? I'm not telling you anything. I, nothing happened to me. I Take it to the I grave. Tripped. I fell up the stairs. On the bullets. I fell on the I bullets. I landed on the bullets. <laughs> it's That's insane that he wouldn't talk. That's That's some... That's crazy. That guy tells him, you're going to die anyway. You might as well tell me. Nope. Honestly, I mean, that, that's kind of how I look at it. I'm going to die anyway. Yeah, it was Capone. Yeah. Um, it was Al Capone, A.L. But there was still no way to prove that because Al Capone had a... He was airtight. Airtight. He, he didn't even make any phone calls He's like, what are you talking day? about? I'm in Florida. Well, the, the impressive thing was you look at his phone records, there weren't even any phone calls. It was a well- Rico didn't exist then either, so you couldn't even tie him to it, you know, because his boys were involved in it. So yeah. you couldn't even go after him that way. It's an it's it's a really well Gusenberg Frank Frank Gusenberg was the one that it's really well coordinated. Died in the hospital. Like it just when yeah. you think about the planning involved exactly. in it and everything that went into the multiple moving parts and he's just not involved. Mm-hmm. There's no record of him being involved, which is amazing to me that he would be caught and taken down because of taxes, because of bookies, bad bookies. They needed to get something on him. I think didn't he like offer also offer to pay like a million dollars just for people to leave him alone? They're like, no, nope, we want. Well, you know, I don't know how how factual this is, but I did see this in uh, in the movie about Untouchables. Uh, no, the Saint Down uh, the Saint Valentine's Day Massacre, Massacre where. Um, you know he had the uh, he had at least one member of the jury you know in his pocket, and last minute the judge switched juries on him. That's that's what happens in the Untouchables. Yeah, it happens in the Untouchables. Too. Yeah, I'm saying that's that's from getting that. But that's something that really happened. I don't know. I thought you were talking about. Oh, the same about, you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Same person. Everything we know about Al Capone. Same person, just different movie. Just Everything we know about Al Capone, we di- know different from Different depiction movies. of him, okay? I mean, that's but that's the impressive thing about Al Capone. They would get the Nero to play. I want to see if you were listening, that's all. He's been immortalized. There's there's no way... I mean, he's he died when? 19... Uh, In the 40s. 1940? That's, oh, that was, what? Over 70 years ago. And he died of syphilis. Yeah. Complications from syphilis. That he never, syphilis. Oh, speaking of syphilis... He got syphilis or contracted it, but never got it taken care of. And it kind of gave him dementia. It had to do with him not wanting his wife to know about it. Wouldn't she? Going, going back to the whole, you know, like taking care of the family kind of thing. Yeah, he didn't want the, didn't want his wife to know about Which it. Well, it, it pretty much gave him dementia. Toward oh the yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's what syphilis does. It, it attacks your brainstem and it, and it gets to a point where you you become uh, non curable. He was in Miami. That's where he was at. He could have cured it. He was near Miami. I think it's hilarious that he could have cured it. That house, or house, that mansion he lived in, I guess that was up for sale also sometime back, not too long ago. Oh, yeah, that, like, estate that he built? Yeah, this thing was... Huge. It was right on the water. It's impressive, honestly. I mean, you can can see how people can admire that, that, the wealth of it all. Well, pretty much everyone knew he was behind 
the massacre, whether he they like the cops could pin it to him or not. But that was like his final straw, people's final straw with him. The mafia was pissed off because he did something so outlandish and blatant. Blatant, yeah. And then you know the community turned on him because they're like, "Well, son of a bitch!" Like he's evil. Yeah. Mm. It's bad. He's as bad as they say he is. Mm. And I mean, there there are people who there's a there's this um, a lot of times in the documentaries there's this guy who is like the photographer for the newspaper who photographed all these crime scenes and he was like he went around he's like I never liked the guy I thought he was a piece of shit <laughs> but he's like but man it was funny just because he hired me and as a photographer to go around with this reporter to all these businesses and like prop him up and take all these pictures and you know you talk to all these people and they love the guy and then we, we asked like uh, my reporter asked like questions and he's like well I don't know anything about Al Capone's business I think he's a philanthropist and a good guy and then I just looked at, he's like I looked at I think part of the series like I looked at my the reporter and I just was like are you serious with this shit he could have ran for president he could have why not well no that I, <laughs> I think the most recent guy has proved that running for president is the last thing you want to do if you're a criminal because even if you become president a lot people are gonna start digging into your shit. People look back into your stuff. People look into your taxes, which nobody was really paying attention to before. Needless to say, I think we've all learned to stop telling our children they can be anything they want to be. <laughs> well, but I'm not. You, you know, like you can be anything you want to be, but maybe you. Sh- there's some things you shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big fan of the, this. I'm. I give, I'm just saying regardless of politics i mean it's it showed a lot of things that happened in this dude's past came more forward into the light when before he was just a folksy television guy that everybody thought oh these are your fire well, he was way more than that I mean, oh he's a bit he was around for many many yeah. years involved with so many different things and so yeah. many different people i mean he I, i've known about him my whole life yeah and people know about him but like i mean people didn't really talk about people didn't really talk about any bad things you just talk about he's a business guy He's the funny you're fired guy. That's how our generation. Oh, we're still on Trump. Um, but I'm just I was saying, reading my notes. I'm sorry. I'm no, it's all good. But then like, <laughs> the same with Al Capone. Like if he, we know about Al Capone more so now all the bad stuff. But if he kept to a low profile, it's like you like him until all of a sudden. Oh wait, he's running the country. What? <laughs> um, crap. Oh man, moving on. Um, so uh, I feel like they took part of this from or uh, part of this inspired Godfather Three. But they said Capone was haunted by nightmares from Albert Kachalek hmm. from killing him. I never heard that one. Jimmy, I think his name was Jimmy Clark, a.k.a. Yeah, yeah I, never, I, never, I never heard that. That, you, that he would scream out his name in the night saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's got to be some kind of human element to this guy. You know, I mean, he, he wasn't, wasn't a he wasn't sociopath. A, he, yeah, he wasn't a robot. He wasn't a psychopath. You know, he had some kind of emotion, I'm sure. Um... We forgot to mention that there was a dog in the garage. Highball. It was a German Shepherd. Did the dog die? No, the dog no. was left alone. Thank God. It was unharmed. They're not monsters. They're bad people, but they're not oh, monsters. So they're not bad guys after all. Yeah, okay, no, exactly. Got they just they, just, they, they killed they killed the, the the people they were after. Oh, it's like even in a movie. It was the wrong person. Yeah. The wrong persons and um But they let the dog live. Yeah. And it's a good that's a good notch in my book. Well, the building is now gone. <laughs> Like and like Mike said, it's uh, it's a small little park, a little forest it's a park. park. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Now it's haunted. 
That's where we take the twist. Ooh. A turn, a turn in this episode. Now it's a totally long episode. <laughs> yeah, dog dogs frequent dogs are frequently walk past the park, will stop and growl and bark as if they're greeting another dog. Ooh. Uh, often, uh, people who live in the area will complain of hearing gunshots and uh, a barking dog when nothing is to be found. Hmm. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, it's gunshots in Chicago, though. All that, like, out of the... uh, (laughs) Gunshots in Chicago. It's not like a normal night to me. Yeah, it sounds pretty normal. Unless someone's going, that sounds like a Tommy gun. I know it. I remember back in the day, I heard Tommy guns every week. You know, you, you, you're you talking about haunted, right? Chicago's got so many haunted spots. Too. Oh, dude, I know. I got, there, a, there's, there's I got a book I got to start. Hundreds of them. People say Grant Park is haunted because it used to be the, the stockyards and everything like that. Think about all the crap. We had the Battle of Dearborn. We had the Chicago Fire. We had H.H. Holmes. I'm telling you, Chicago has got its Oh, yeah, it's, ghosts. it's a lot. And uh, I got a book by Tom Ogden about Chicago haunts. He wrote the book I was reading about Haunted Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a good book. Hmm. I'll check it out. I'd let you borrow it, but you're leaving me. Yeah, well, you know. Oh, yeah. Before you move, I want my Jack the Ripper movie back. <laughs> it's sitting in my car right now. Away. Oh, yeah. I'm moving to, I'm moving to sunny California. I'm sorry. Uh, On the, the, like, hot, on fire, blazing California. There we mm. go. Until it breaks off into the ocean. I'm going for the fires, everybody. Wow. For work? Uh, yeah, for work and... For love. <laughs> for working for love. Got it. Mostly for work. So, <laughs> you got a house here? Don't sell it. Oh, no. <laughs> you might want to go back. Yeah. I wish I had a house there. I wish I had property out here. I'd rented it some extra income. Uh, So, the garage was torn down in 1967. Yeah. It stood there for a long time after that, but yeah. it. Uh... It's And here's where the curse continues. Uh-oh. Uh... I never got the guy's name because I remember watching this on a documentary years ago. But there was a guy who bought the bricks. Hmm. He bought the bricks from, uh, from that the garage. garage, and they had bullet holes. They still had the bullet holes in them. Wow. Uh, within a short period, he's ha- he had uh, like two heart attacks. His business collapsed and failed, and they were cursed. And now he keeps them in a storage garage. Uh, I I would say no. Keeps them. <laughs> I, there's another place that took Get some of the of bricks. There's another place I could have sworn someone said that like they uh, they were in a bar bathroom or like a restaurant bathroom. Yeah, there's uh, I think there's at least one place around Chicago that when they when you know, when they built it or when they were remodeling it or you know you know getting ready to open it up as a as a business of some kind of bar or whatever it is, they somehow you know acquired some bricks and they have a wall dedicated to you know that garage and some of those bricks were, were put in place allegedly i mean who's who's to really know for sure anybody could go up to a brick wall and shoot a bunch of bricks and then claim they were in that from that garage that is true. true but this guy legit got the bricks from the when they tore the, when they tore the yeah, down. He, like, and yeah. he said he had two heart attacks i think after the first one i would have said mm. yeah no thanks I would. He still has them. Though. They're in like a garage, and then in the garage there's a car, and then they're in the trunk. But the thing is, curses and, don't. And the car now won't start. Right. Also, it's a, it's a curse. It's not like you. I dis, would dis, grind dis, them down. Yeah. Or like 
Sell them to somebody else. Pass that curse on, buddy. I'm all about like hauntings and shit. Put but money, you, as soon as you put fear of a curse ban upon me, nope. I'm not. A, you know, I'm not. I'm all for like going to see or driving past a lot of haunted spots, but real haunted. But spots, you don't want a curse. I don't want. I don't walk in there. There are certain things, like uh, that's inviting that stuff into my your friend, life, man. My friend just posted the other day. She's like, I love horror movies and and Halloween and spooky stuff. But if you bring a Ouija board in my house, you can get the fuck out. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that stuff's not coming out. Like, I just got done reading The Exorcist, and I've seen the movie millions of times. Like, I always felt like demonic possession is hokey. I'm like, oh, it's probably not real, but I don't want to test it at the same time. Of course. Yeah. When it comes to stuff like that, when it has to do with the devil, that I get a little bit more... Yeah, I kind of maybe think there's something... There's something there, but there's it's... Something there. Like, like you, you think it's full of shit... But then at the same time, you don't want to test it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're religious and they talk about hell and the devil, there's got to be something there. Yeah. You're talking about a church that talks about it. Yeah. yeah so. so. They don't talk about monsters. They don't talk about ghosts and, you know, shit like that. But they do talk about the devil. So there's got to be something true. there. Yeah. We should have Blair on the show because she, she know she's... Uh, she studied Satanism. Doesn't she want to do one? Uh, we're doing one on the Salem witch trials. Yeah, well, hopefully, before I bounce. Yeah, we're gonna have next weekend or next week. Next week? Next Thursday. I'll do it. I'll be there. Seven. I'll be here. Oh wait, no, I'll be out of town. I'll miss it. God, damn. it'll be the one episode this season I'm not on. <laughs> just wait till you come back. Okay. Yeah, I'll be back. You yeah, always come it. back. You get there to California saying, nah, nah, never mind. Let's put it this it way. Like this all the time. <laughs> he was supposed he was supposed to go to California last year. In August, yeah. And then uh, COVID stopped. They, the job I was applying to for through COVID, uh, they froze hiring. So I'm just like, well, okay, I guess I'm still here. <laughs> I'd already gotten rid of my snow brush in my car because I was like, I'm with <laughs> this shit. <laughs> I'm not coming. I'm not gonna be here for the winter. Yeah, have fun with the snow, assholes. I'm not even packing my jacket. Yeah, no, I, I did. I left my jacket in a box in my mom's house in the garage. Where the bricks are at? Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Not in. Not in, Not anywhere I step in any time. No hauntings near me. I don't play with that curse shit. So if someone came up to you like, "Hey, take these bricks." I would ask where they are from, and then I'd ask. Why he's giving them? To I want to know why he doesn't just put them in a fucking museum. Because I had enough of this shit happening to me. Yeah, well, he could no take. Thanks. He literally could take those bricks, and especially if he's got them like authenticized that they're the bricks from the Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. First yeah. of all, I don't know why he, they would just give them to him. They should have like put that shit in a museum. I'm sure they're like that's plenty. what I would think. It's I, not like it's part of anything positive, but it is part of Chicago it, history. It's, it's history. history. It's, it's, not all history is good. We know that. Yeah. yeah. Holocaust. Hello. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I would I would just sell them to a museum. I'm sure. Pretty sure the Field Museum will take them. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Don't they, we have like a museum for Chicago history? Hey, listen, they had they had that display traveling around for the Titanic. You know, sections of the ship and all the different you know and, dishes and is, an is, interesting is thing about the field museum glasses is, and stuff. Is there a wax, we've wax only statue of Leo. We're only allowed to see with <laughs> nothing the, positive happened that night. No, <laughs> except well, except some people survived. Yeah, and then you know, it's one chick you know could have had they had reserved for two people. She could have slid over and <laughs> climb up on the damn board. Mythbusters I mean, proved God. it, but they would have been have she would have had to known that they would have to put their life preservers under the the board, or you know, just let him on. <laughs> yeah, she didn't have to be a hog about it and spread herself all over just, that over the whole here, thing. I get on, you get on. I get yeah. on, you get on. Yeah, what happened to you jump, I jump? 
How do I get it? Al Capone to Titanic. Right? I'm so, uh, wait, That's the same time period, wasn't it? When did the Titanic sink? Um, 1912. Oh, uh, okay. So it was before. Whatever. I mean, Al Capone was alive. Yeah, he He's was. A little, he was up to his antics already. He was. He was. He was already fighting kids in his neighborhood, right? Yeah. I don't know if it was scarred yet. He might have been scarred. Wasn't it? Wasn't his brother? No, he'd have been probably about 13 years old at yeah. the time. His yeah. brother worked for him too. Didn't he. One of the things he, that I, he, he had you siblings. mentioned his brother, so I'm not sure if it's the same brother or not, but. Um, his brother's funeral was held in that house on 72nd and Prairie. Really? I'm pretty sure that was his brother. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know if he had more than one brother that was he, murdered. He I had a, no one brother that was murdered and then the other one was worked for him, right? Yeah, I'm not I sure mean, if you're talking about the same person or not, but one, one of his brothers who was murdered, uh, well, should I say murdered? Because I always say murdered, but it was by the Cicero police, as a matter of fact. His wake and funeral were held in that house in the front room at 72nd and Prairie. Wow. On mm-hmm. the first floor, and there's pictures you can find showing the house, which looks very much the same as it does right now. Huh. The balcony and all that kind yeah. of stuff, the stairway and all that looks very similar. That's pretty cool. And um, you know, because back then, a lot of people, um, their funerals or wakes or whatever were held in the house. They didn't have yeah. funeral yeah. homes like we have now. That's how I wanted. They had them, but they didn't when have as many of them. Or it was <laughs> it was kind of like they were gotcha. changing over to using funeral homes, but they. They would hold them in the house. That's and I think that's a little bit better. I honestly kind of like that better. It seems a little bit more intimate. Yeah, I don't know if I'd like that because I got to always walk into the living room and say, "That's where they had uh, Grandma out in the, <laughs> the front room." I, I'm I, not sitting. I'm not sitting there anymore. I like, uh, to me, yeah. I, I always thought. I it, guess you're right. You're <laughs> does this house look bigger on the inside than it does on the outside? Your this house, uh, Capone's. Oh, um, you know what? It's a good looking, good size looking house. From I the know outside. it's long. It's like a long. But it's, but it's a lot bigger on the inside, I think. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very big house. I was actually impressed with the house being as old as it is. It's you know, nearly 100 years old. and Or it might be 100 years old by now. But when he bought it, it wasn't 100 years old yet. But um, it's big. It's got big, gigantic rooms, you know, kitchen, dining room, family room, all that stuff. It's huge. Well, he also spent a lot of his time at that. Uh, I forgot the name of the hotel. It's not there anymore. It was a hotel in, in Chicago. He had like the whole fifth floor. Huh. Like on, uh, on, was it on Michigan Avenue or something? Uh, give me a second. Something like that. I know. Hmm. I know what you're talking about. But yeah, he, that, I think that was like his main headquarters. One of the things I liked about one of the stories I did like is that he's always seemed to like the spectacle of like being the hero or the something Lexington. Like that. Oh, the Lexington, Lexington yeah. yeah. It, which isn't there anymore. What is it? Uh, somebody, some kid stole a pie or something like that? It's a pizza joint now. <laughs> <laughs> They're all pizza joints now. <laughs> oh, the new Michigan Hotel. Hotel was closed in 1980. Um, is that the same place that uh, Geraldo Rivera was going to open up his safe and <laughs> ended up being nothing in there or something like oh, that? Oh, my no, That was his tomb. He went to Al, Al Capone's tomb and he opened it up. There's this whole big thing and it was Live completely TV. empty. We're getting ready to go in there now. They opened up and, okay, well, uh, I'm disappointed now. <laughs> well, it was just like this silence where he's standing there. His just career like, was never the same oh after that. God, her, oh, no. <laughs> poor guy. I say poor guy. He's a jerk, I hear. <laughs> it's a it's a high rise called the Lex. Okay. Okay. But, uh, the story about when he's a kid and some kid and they had stole the pie and then he went and he brought the pie back and then they had like a little parade. I'm just like, what the, is this real? 
You it's know, a real story. Thing, you know. Things were a little different then, I think, than they would be now. Oh, it's completely different now. There's the pie over there. Yeah. Get back, you hooligan. <laughs> yeah, it's a... I wonder if Al Capone, you know, as the person he was and, you know, who he became at the time, how successful as a gangster he'd be nowadays. With uh, technology and, you know, with the number of people that are does you know, he have involved a, in crime. Does and, he have, like, okay, so, like, with this hypothetical, does he have the knowledge of technology, of, like, the same knowledge as somebody growing up? Yeah, because he, he would have to learn how to, like, avoid cameras. and. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think he was in, I think, honestly, if he's intelligent, still as intelligent as he was back then. With yeah, he was so intelligent, caught uh, with taxes. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think that's before anybody really, like, who knew that you could get caught with taxes back then? Nobody knew. Because everybody was paying their taxes, yeah. but um, I think I think he's an intelligent dude. He he knows how to like he knows people. It seems like so. well, if that's what got him caught then, what would get him caught now? Uh, taxes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they got Wesley Snipes. <laughs> poor, they got him and poor Wesley. They got Red Fox too. He didn't yeah, go to jail. Get Red Fox. They took everything away from that man. Red Fox. Red Fox. Um, dummy, stupid. Oh, uh... Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. Okay. Yeah, there was a video of him, you know, standing outside of what was his house, and they're going through his house, taking all his stuff out, and he's standing there, like, talking to somebody, reporter or somebody, like, like just like, man, I can't believe this. This is, this, this is disgraceful what's going on. I can't believe this. Yeah. They're taking all my shit away. Taxes, man. Yeah, you know what? I mean, okay, he cheated, but it kind of had a feel bad Didn't they the pull guy. that joke on Justin Timberlake on Punk? Yeah. They did. Oh, like they stepped. Like they had a replica of his favorite guitar, and they stepped on it. And he's oh, just sitting man. there crying. Oh man! <laughs> and then Ashton comes up. Ah, yo, you got punk, man. Yeah. I didn't see that one. That would have been a good one. That's a, honestly, punk was good. That was right. a good. That was a good show. It was I, uh, very of his time. I don't think he could make a new one. I think we're. How about, we, how about if he punked Al Capone? Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah, he'd be dead. Yeah, we didn't. Really, <laughs> we didn't really get your taxes. I, my favorite thing about about gangsters. <laughs> <laughs> is they all had nicknames, but you were not allowed to call them the nicknames. Yeah, Scarface Al. Yeah, he didn't want to Bug, call uh, Scarface. Uh, Bugs. Bugsy Siegel. He Bugsy hated Siegel. that. He, yeah. did, they said he'd shoot you right in the face. <laughs> he'd call him Bugsy. Uh, so Joe way. Pesci can't call him. Don't say he's a clown. You know, he's not yeah. funny like a clown. Machine Gun Kelly wouldn't have been a bad name to be called. Yeah. Machine Gun McGurn. Jack McGurn, yeah. Yeah, some names probably aren't. Too L- bad Lucky, Lucky Luciano. Lucky Luciano. That's not a bad one though. Yeah. Well, now, now that guy right there was, from what I understand, he basically started the mafia. He started the families in uh, in New York. Yeah. He was the one that said, "You listen, I don't give a shit if you're Italian or a Jew. We're, you know, we're gonna, I'm sorry, Jewish. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna, you know, we're gonna work together because." He said, "We're all in this business. The same thing. We're it was all all about money. Yeah, it yeah. Was all about money and power." Uh, but Smart. we are all out of time. We're out of time. Oh. Game over. <laughs> you uh, so thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast. Yeah. Uh, each rating and review uh, we get tickles Zach on his butthole. Oh. I mean, if you're ready. <laughs> I'm ready, Wait, you're ready. Wait, what did I just miss? Bra- <laughs> Brace yourself, Zach. That's, that's, uh, that's, we, we scrapped that idea. Well, that's, yeah, it sounds like something I would want to get. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, make sure to tell your friends. Share us around. Uh, follow me on Totally Wong. 
Pod at Twitter, Totally Wong Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. I'm also on Spotify. I'm on all the good things. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, catch you on the next one. Uh, Zach, Mike. Later. See you guys. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Uh, I'm not an other good guy. I never wanted this for you, Mike. Thanks for coming. Come back next time. Because I massacred my boy. (laughs) 